Hello everyone, John Thornett here for another episode of Speaking of the Speaking Pharmacy podcast. Now, we have just done 12 months of this thing. I'm, I'm looking at Sarah, knowing that you're listening to me, but I'm looking at Sarah and she's nodding away. So um, yes, we've just done 12 months of this thing, which is surprising for this shy little introvert to go do podcasts, but here we go. Um, now, today you're going to absolutely love today. I've got this wonderful gentleman sitting next door to me, and we're going to have a lovely chat about stuff. But before I do, a bit of an update on, on what we're doing, um, things that are happening in the world of peak and in our world of pharmacy land um tonight as we're recording this we've got our our christmas networking drinks thing with uh joining up with bd rower so by the time you've listened to this it would have already happened but that's okay um so we got that we've got quite a number of events happening next year which we're planning on as well there's a uh, breakfast that we're planning on next year uh, with um, a couple of other people from, uh, which I won't say anything just yet, just in case it doesn't happen, uh, a couple of other people from the East Coast, all about location rules. So keep your eyes open for that. There's a breakfast coming up next year just to give you a bit more information, a bit more insights in the pharmacy location rules. Uh, we're also sponsoring an event at APP next year. So if you go to the program, you look on the Wednesday before, there is a My community action plan day and it's aimed at um, your students your interns early career pharmacists it's aimed at your experienced pharmacy owners and um, it'd be a great day very interactive and we're sponsoring that which we're really excited about uh, we've also got and we're putting together a um, a, a, a like a, a a lunchtime thing maybe we're still trying to conceptualize it all but it'll be a an event all at promoting women in pharmacy and trying to encourage young female pharmacists into um into becoming pharmacy owners we've got some uh, we'll have some great speakers there from uh, some uh, iconic uh, f female pharmacy owners uh, so we're putting that together at the moment a little bit sketchy on details but we'll get there uh, so that's coming up next year as well so let me get on to it so this wonderful gentleman sitting next door to me mr. Andrew Patterson now he is the general manager of Instago now if you out there listening to this haven't heard of Instago strongly suggest you do so who Instago and, and who are Instago and what do they do they have quite a, a number of program, pharmacy growth programs. They've got uh, um, services regarding marketing, branding, and loyalty, uh, loyalty programs, uh, professional service programs, business assistance, retail merchandising, and they've also got their banner group for independent pharmacists, independent pharmacies called Pharmacy Catalyst. And if you ever need a reason to go listen to them, they've had a finalist in pharmacy of the year for the last five years running yeah and I think yeah eight of the last ten John yeah so it's, and last well, 2019 was one of yours yeah, yeah. so we've and had 18 that. as yeah. well winners 18 in as the well. last two yeah. years so it's pretty impressive community pharmacies it's pretty know. impressive so, oh yeah we're tremendously proud to uh yeah to be working with these guys so welcome Welcome. Thank, thank you. you. Thank Great you very much here. for coming Congratulations on. on your the first year of podcasts. May there be many more. <laughs> uh, we'll keep going. Always we'll, entertaining. We'll keep going. So <clears throat> give me more about Instago. So if people out there haven't heard about it, tell, me, tell us more about Instago and what they do and why 
if there's an independent pharmacy owner out there, why they should be getting in, in touch with you guys. Yeah, so Instagram, I mean, our passion is pharmacy. We're, we're an independent pharmacy consulting business. And for the last 15 years, we've been helping community pharmacies, groups of pharmacies, suppliers, um, helping them uh, build their businesses and implement programs with more yep. success. Instago is owned by a community pharmacist, uh, a guy called Michael Flannery. And, and, you know, our business was formed, as I say, 15 years ago, and it was formed um, out of a community pharmacy in a regional area where Michael just felt that that, that the brand and the banner he was with yeah. was yeah. no longer delivering the services that were most relevant for his customers. Yeah. So yeah. when he looked at his patients and his customers in his pharmacy, um, and looked at the services that he wanted to offer them, and and you know we're we're back in gee it could have been three or four CPA all the way back then. Mm. Is looking at um, you know what's the future going to require for yep. me to be a successful community pharmacy owner? Yeah, yeah. Um, he couldn't find the services, so he found it Instago. Yep. Um, at that time, you know I'm not a pharmacist. I was working. Uh, my father was a pharmacist, so I grew up in pharmacies. Okay, I, See, it was I in knew, the blood. Yeah, in the blood. I, I couldn't balance a chemical equation, John. I'm the shame <laughs> of the family. Um, so I studied psychology, and so I was uh, oh, I was working in organisational and consumer psychology. Um, and Michael wanted to build a program that um, allowed he and his his partners yeah. to run the pharmacies. They had a small group. Um, and they had the systems and processes to run those pharmacies. Yep. As a, we call it a franchise mm. now. Um, so that was my first gig. I, I met Michael randomly and built these processes. And then uh, he was just starting this consulting business. Yep. And, yep. And, uh, and that was you know, 15 years ago. We had no customers. Um, this year, we're you know, tremendously proud. We've delivered services to over 1,000 pharmacies. Wow. Um, covering wow. Sort of merchandise. So we, we uh, help pharmacies with their retail strategy, their ranging, their merchandising. Yep. Um, uh, we built a program called Easy Clinic, which is a, a, a professional services support program. Yep. So to help yep. pharmacies you know, execute that health offer yep. that we all know that they need to, mm. to really execute and implement um, to be relevant and yep. to continue to grow in, um, with all the headwinds we're seeing in the sector. Um, and so that Easy Clinic, uh, a few pharmacies, as you've already referenced, that had Easy Clinic um, one pharmacy of the year, yeah, and uh, and it came to the attention of the guild, so we supported the guild in building some of their health service yep. offer, and yep. and we still run the opportunity analysis. So any pharmacist out there who's a guild member, they can jump online and uh, do an opportunity analysis report, which mm. helps them understand what what service income they can gather both through six CPA, yeah, um, but also fee for service and other programs. Uh, then they get a feedback session with one of our pharmacy teams, so. So it can help really personalise yeah. that to say, you know, it's great to say I can do meds checks, yeah. but how do I do the meds checks? Yeah. And, and how do I factor that in the workflow? Because and that practical step-by-step, really step, how do you do it? Really yeah. practical. The last thing we need is uh, is more people telling us what to do in this, in mm. this industry. Yeah. Um, we need people yeah. telling us how to do it yeah. and sharing those, yes. you know, the really practical things. So, yeah. so, I mean, that's been the foundation of our business is the practical application and how do you, you know, whatever the program is or, um, you know, whether you're looking to boost your dispensary, whether you modify some w workflow, um, you know, engage in some automation or just to look at the services you could be offering in yeah. your community. Yeah. Um, and how can you fact, how can you really practically do it? Yeah. So, um, so that's where we've, I mean, we've built a team that are passionate about community pharmacy. Mm. 
you know, we've got pharmacists, we've got retail experts, we've got merch experts, um, but we all share that kind of vision for putting the community back into community pharmacy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and how do we make, uh, you know, future-proof the businesses that we work yeah, with? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's something we're, you know, and really, really passionate about. And as you say, delighted to have worked with both, you know, Flannery's pharmacies, which is one of Michael's pharmacies this yes, year. So, yes, yeah. So, you know, we're obviously tremendously proud to be associated with uh, with the Life Pharmacy Group and Flannery's in particular. And then South City last year, you know, the, yep. um, Mount Hawthorne over here, John Kayo a couple of years yes, ago was a finalist. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Arana Mall Pharmacy. So we've seen, um, you know, it's been really fantastic to see how these owners mm. and they're bringing young pharmacists on, differentiating their service offer, yeah, yeah. Um, and really driving things yeah. forward. Um, but to see you guys having those um, pharmacies up there and pharmacy on a kind of continuous basis, it, it's it's a hell of a record. But it just goes to show that uh, there's a lot of strength in what you guys are doing. There's, yeah, you've got well, a lot of value there to be able to help out people, and particularly the independents who. And let's face it, as some have said to me, it can be a lonely existence. Yeah, absolutely. They're in the pharmacy, they're doing eight to six, you know, five, six days a week, and gen sometimes don't have that opportunity to go network and talk to others, yeah, yeah. and to link with you guys is then that, yeah. that connection there. And, it's, and that's something, you know, our network is the thing that, you know, I think we believe is an independent network that, that you can connect people. Yeah. You know, if you're running a fantastic sleep program in you know, in the uh, northern Queensland and there's another guy doing it in Tasmania and a lady in Perth. How do we connect all those people such yep. that there can be shared learnings yep. and that they can, you know, really future-proof their own businesses. Yep. They can build yep. viability and they can learn from each other in a non-competitive environment mm. Um, mm. such that, you know, the whole sector gets stronger. Yeah. And you know, as you say, it's difficult to do that um, as an independent and, yep. and, uh, and particularly... Um, people looking to deliver more advanced services you mm, know, that, yeah. that uh, you know once I've got through the six CPA things I'm maxing out of my meds checks and I mean sadly you know obviously from the data we see the average pharmacy is still only doing sort of nine meds checks a month I mean we're, we're doing less than 50 is that the average yeah wow. that's from, from from what we're seeing nationally so they're still you know in these um, a lot know, of room for growth there yeah isn't I mean yeah. it just is you know the average the average pharmacy still has a lot of opportunity in engaging with their customers and their patients and uh, and growing some of those basic services, mm. and I've used basic in inverted commas yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but before you really start to build into those other more advanced services, your sleeps and your wound management, mm. your mental health, um, and we're seeing people do some fantastic programs in that, tele-dentistry, um, men's health programs that are yeah, genuinely yeah. life-changing. And yep. I mean, we we um, supported a couple of groups in the last few months with mental health first aid training and then really practical, mm. how do I take that away and implement that? And I was talking to a couple of pharmacists the other day and they said, you know what, um, we've actually saved some lives. Like we've, we've saved lives. Yeah. We've been able to intervene um, within the pharmacy and save lives. And... Which we, ignore the, the the business side, ignore the dollars and cents, but 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 that alone is, um, you know, going back to the original purpose of people being pharmacists, and that's to help people and help their community's health. And that is enormous. And that word that you use there, John, purpose. I think it gives that you know that sense of of satisfaction. 
you know yeah. that this is why we're doing what we do correct yeah, yeah. when you're looking to engage um, your own team and it's getting harder mm. you know cross-generational teams we're seeing millennials yep, very coming much in. So. Um, and this concept of a sense of purpose how do I make a difference in what I do yeah uh, you know these are real programs delivering results mm. and um, it's tough being a pharmacist I mean you know there's yeah. you know so so being able to differentiate um, deliver these programs and go home and say, you know yeah. what, I've genuinely made a difference yeah. today. Mm. Um, you know, it is it is putting passion back in yeah. the sector. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, they're it's things... It's a strong like, thing. It's a yeah. very strong thing. Yeah. So, um, we should get on to our topic. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> we've, been nattering, we've been nattering <laughs> yeah, away. Um, so, you've seen, you've got plus a thousand members that, that, you, that you look after. Um, there's a lot of pharmacies you've been exposed to, a lot of different pharmacy owners, all doing various different things to various degrees of competency. But what I'd like, really like to talk to you today about is what are those common traits of the successful pharmacies? Mm. And success being whatever that means to an individual person, yeah. not necessarily from a business sense, from a money sense, but also... Um, yeah, particularly for those ones who are having success with with their team or mm. success with their community yeah. as well, from that general sense of what success is. But that's so what I want to be extract from you today, from your experiences. What are the good owners doing? Mm. Okay. So first question for you is, if you can uh, summarize it as succinctly as possible, is what are the top five traits that you've seen in really good pharmacies, successful pharmacies and, and really good pharmacies? What are the top five traits that you're seeing as a general rule? Um, I think the first one, and I'll say most important, probably with an asterisk because they're, they're all equally as important, but yeah. it's the concept is a, there's a lady called Carol Dweck who has done a lot of work on mindset. Right? And yep. this concept of a growth versus fixed mindset and uh and you can pop it into google and get a couple of paragraphs on it but it's the growth mindset that has a different way of looking at opportunities and obstacles you know okay. and, and if if you have a growth mindset you're constantly scouring the landscape to see what you can do better right mm. um and this concept i suppose it keeps the focus i suppose yeah, ab absolutely yeah. and so fear of failure doesn't factor into these things yeah um, which so often it does with the introverted pharmacist mm. you know what if i what if i fail yeah um, and failure is not final you know mm. i mean it's uh, it's part of the journey yeah so so having that growth mindset and being able to encourage your team yeah then and engage your team yeah um to move and look for opportunities um so I think that is the one thing, you know, that links yep. links all of them. Yep. It's, yep. it's, you know, what's next? Yeah, yeah. We've done that, that hunger and that drive for growth, improvement, and um, ne never been happy with normality. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's constantly and drive. And as you say, that's an, it's, it's an internal hunger, yeah, isn't it? And it's, uh, and, and it's sort of closely linked to the second, you know, point I think is about purpose yeah right and uh, and I became a little hung up on a guy called Simon Sinek a couple of years ago yeah oh, yes I've listened to and, him uh, yeah and if you again if you pop into Google Simon Sinek why there's about a 15 minute video that I found sort of life-changing mm. and it's about um, the concept of purpose of why yes why you're yes. doing this yep. and it applies particularly to community pharmacy because if we do it well we are 
a an integrated part of primary health care mm. where that we're a genuine solution yeah um for health and so understanding that you can improve the quality of life of your patients mm. that everybody that comes in with a script yeah they're looking to you for a solution to yes. make their life a little yes. bit better yeah yeah um and we've actually done some market research through our loyalty program and we got a sort of a research entity in and we we've done some work with the guild as well um and what do patients want? What do your customers want? And they want the pharmacy to be the destination of the total solution. Yeah. We're the only healthcare provider that, that doesn't just have a dispensary. We've got an entire, um, you know, shop yep. of natural health, of, you know, uh, other products. And, yep. and, uh, and so, so what the patients really wanted is the pharmacist to be thinking creatively mm about how they could improve their quality of life. Yep. It's not just, yep. you know, give me the script and off I go. Yeah. It's that, you know, is there a, a solution, you know, a natural health solution? Yep. Is there a device that might help me? Is there a yep. cream? Is there a yep. rub? Yeah. Um, Sometimes it's just someone to, to talk to. Yeah. Abso- absolutely. Yep. And in this, yep. you know, the, that um, that's absolutely critical. So so I think that, that understanding the purpose and, and, and the why... Um, which then goes to the third point is is a laser like understanding of your, of your customers and patients. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. that yeah. you know we just have such a tremendous opportunity that most of our patients are in every month. You know, and now there's you know mm. talked off offline just about um, the sixty day sort of you know yeah. dual dispensing that's yeah. that's uh, potentially looming. Um, so now's the time to really focus on these things. Yeah. And make sure that um, when your patients are coming in every month, that are there services that you can offer that can yep. help them? Yep. Um, is there, you know, what else can you do and provide that is really going to, you know, help them feel better? Yep. And yep. how do you do that systematically and make sure that there are processes and programs, mm. there are flags in your dispensing system? Yep. Um, you know, that your whole team is is has a laser like focus. Mm that this is the experience that you're going yeah. to get when you come yep. into our pharmacy. Yep. Yep. Um, and but it does lack in a few too. It's very uh, um, uh, ordinary, I yep. suppose, is to give it a term. You go there and, oh, and, how you doing? Can I have this, please? Yeah, can you scan here? And Great, catch you later. Yeah, correct. And no conversation, no dynamicism and, yeah. and, and nothing. Whereas others you go into and you can feel that culture as soon energy, as you walk yeah. in the place. You, you feel it. You feel the, the vibrancy of the place. And that uh, that in team engagement um, is you know probably number four. Yeah. But the ability to engage the team to a shared vision. Mm. And I think, you know, those couple of pharmacies we spoke of earlier that have that have been pharmacy of the year um, some of the things that they're able to achieve yep. and the next generation of pharmacists they have coming through the retail team yeah they are all just so committed yeah to um you know to that total total mm. patient focus yeah. it's really driven by the owner or it the owners to too yeah. it's got to be driven by them they've got to uh, I suppose create that that vision and create that why and, and they can get that team emotionally connected to that. It is oh so powerful. Absolutely. But it's really got to be driven by the owners, doesn't it? Correct. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You can't, you just can't outsource leadership. No. And that's the, uh, <laughs> you know, you can't get it from your wholesaler. You can't get it from your <laughs> generic company. Um, you just got to roll the sleeves up. And authentic yep. leadership, yep. Um, you know, it's probably hard to define, but you know it when you see it. Yeah. So yep. having that 
those open and honest conversations. Yep. And there are, you know, in terms of, of um, being able to engage the team, having the clarity of vision, the clarity of expectation. Um, you know, we work on a pretty simple kind of four-prong approach mm. of strategy, so yep. clear strategy, structure. Yeah. Right. So once you're clear on your strategy, what's the structure? Do you need more pharmacists, less pharmacists? Do we yep. need nurses? Do yep. we need more techs? Yep. Um, the system, practical steps. Correct. For, the systems yep. and processes then for those people yep. to implement to achieve that vision. So yep. rather than just letting them float on the breeze, yep. making sure you're collaborating with those individuals mm. to make sure they know what they're doing and and helping them. Uh, you know, delegating the responsibility and accountability for these outcomes. Yep, yep. Um, and then measurement. So, you know, some things are going to work, some things aren't going to work. Yep. Um, you know, I often laugh at the, the whole Apple genius bar. It was a disaster to start with, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but Geekopt, it's flack, didn't it? <laughs> correct. And after a while, then they realised, oh, hold on. And that's a lot like the service offer in pharmacy. We yep. needed to, you know, they knew they needed to shift from being a product provider to a service provider. Yep. And, uh, and, you know, they stuck with it. And, you know, when it happened, it happened. Mm. And and we're seeing that. I mean, we're seeing, you know, in the last three to four years, the growth in, I mean, vaccinations has been a Trojan horse for clinic rooms. Yep. We now see about, I think, 80 to 90% of pharmacies that we're working with have a clinic room. Mm. Um, so what's the next sort of phase of vaccinations yep. in your pharmacy? Yep. I think every pharmacy has to challenge themselves with that. Mm. Because it's not just about streamlining workflow. Yeah. Right? It's now about using that as an opportunity to increase customer lifetime value. Yeah. Right? It's not yeah. just a hassle to say, well, I, yeah. I did a thousand flu vaccines. Yeah. It's, okay, what else did you get? Did you book that patient in? Mm. You know, could you have done a, 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 a diff, an additional vaccination for yeah. them? Yeah. Could you book them into the next health clinic event mm. that you're running? Um, did you go through their scripts? Have you made sure they're on file? Do yeah. they have an app? Yeah. Have they, is that app linked link to your business? Or just talking about lifestyle and, and, and diet and and uh, and say that and use the, the the term before the lifestyle the the, the lifetime value of that patient. Yeah. Um, and that's pure relationship building, isn't yeah. it? It's, it's 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 exactly what it is. It's no. not it's not transactional. They, I mean, yeah, the, the money is one aspect of it, but. You are relationship building and building connections with community, and that right. is everything. And yeah. the uh, and the human brain is such that you know we we value emotional connections oh, yeah. so strongly. Yeah, and uh, and so there's just there's this tremendous opportunity in the sector mm. to do this. There's no other retailer. Again, I just use you know. Do you say the word? <laughs> there. But there, there's no other you know um, health provider retailer that gets that interaction. That has that relationship um, with their patients. It yeah. just is so. Um, so for me, the, the you know, there's there's lots of talk about 2020, and there's seven CPA. We're seeing, you know, the paperless electronic scripts, and that's going to have an enormous change mm. on workflow. Yep. You know, that yep, when that people it will. come in with their script on their phone, you're going to need to QR code readers. You're going to need, you know, mm. to to change all of your workflow in the dispensary. Yep. I mean, this is going to be an enforced change, mm. and we need to start preparing for it. You know, there's changes yep. in retail, there's changes in, um, you know, socioeconomic status. Yep. There's a drought and all these yep. kind of things. There's mm. the rise of the millennials yep. and apps and technology. Um, but, but going back, getting that clear focus of, you know, what's your purpose? How are you going to create that connection? Yep. 
and then implementing. Yep. So this is uh, uh, pharmacy is, yes, a, is where a they fall down, where, isn't it? Where implementation yep. is an afterthought, unfortunately. Yep. So having that uh, that sense of urgency around um, the final step of your plan, it's uh, it's yep. having an implementation plan, and that's a very strong um, mindset of discipline as well to to rigidly go through your action plan yeah. step by step who's accountable for it and get things happening and that that creates a bit of a m- momentum oh absolutely and yeah. momentum in in anything it's the most powerful force in the game isn't it mm. so it doesn't yep. matter what game you're playing but uh, <laughs> it's the, true. Uh, and so i think i mean from our perspective as a pharmacy owner um and a business owner right you you need to understand yourself first. What am I good at? What yeah. are my strengths? Um, if as a community pharmacy owner, my job is to grow the business, then what things don't I need to be doing? Um, we yeah. use some sort of simple site profiling tools to, to map out the whole team and to look at the skill sets of different people within the team, look at yeah. the work preferences of them. And it's honestly one of the most valuable things we do because mm. you can understand really quickly yeah. Um, whether there's a deficit of ideas and, you know, you might have someone that, that, that yep. can't see the, the, the next step. Yep. Um, or it could be that the team, there's, the team just aren't good implementers. So yep. find people that are good implementers and, yep. and they should be your next team member. Mm. Um, yes, and, yes. You know, and sort of align all of, yep. you know, everything to your vision. Yep. So, yep. Um, so we've got strong desire for growth, yep. that uh, passion growth mindset, for, for, yep. for growing. Find what you're good at. Yep. So I suppose yep. Yep. getting the structure yep. right. Getting the structure understand right. Understand your purpose. Yep. Understand your customer. Yep. Um, and then the implementation. Yep. I think there are. Yep. You know, and if you get those things right, um, you know, you'll be unstoppable. Yeah. Say.